Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I'm your life coach, Jessica Dumas. I'm a professional speaker and coach who empowers women everywhere to use their voice to take up space and change the world. My goal is to help you speak with clarity and confidence while giving you practical guidance and tools by sharing real life experiences of overcoming. So turn up the volume and grab a pen. You're gonna wanna write this down. Hey, welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I am super excited today. I have a guest with me and I'm really excited for you to hear all about her, all about her journey and the really cool things that she does today. So I'm going to welcome on Ashley Viner. She's 35 years old. She's an entrepreneur, mother, wife, fighter, and woman. She is the owner of Redbones Meal Prep and Nutrition, providing health options. And she's also, by day, partnership coordinator, marketing and communications with APTN. So welcome, Ashley. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm definitely looking forward to it today. Excellent. So I saw pictures of you on Facebook by Trisha Sammons. So Trisha was my kickboxing coach in 2010. I went for about a year. It was like I was in the best shape of my life and (laughs) and I really loved it. And I I think I went during my lunch break. So like I worked near there. It made sense. And so that's why I kind of haven't gone back. Plus, I'm scared of the workouts now (laughs) when I think about how hard those workouts are. (laughs) So I saw your posts and I was just like, holy smokes, like it looks like you are doing amazing things in fighting. You're like super dedicated. You're super committed. And I was just really inspired by that. And I'm so much like we don't know each other. We literally just met each other. Yes. (laughs) And I reached out like I really believe in empowering other women. So I, I saw what you were doing and I was just like, holy shit, like that's fucking cool. So I want to talk to <laughs> Ashley. So thanks so much for agreeing to be on the podcast and share a little bit about your story. Tell me about your kickboxing journey. Okay. Thank you for having me today. Uh, yes. So Georgia Sabins is my coach. I fight out of Winnipeg kickboxing and Muay Thai. I've been there since I would say about 2015. I got competitive in 2018 uh, for a fight that was in a community that I grew up in, which is Thunder Bay, Ontario. So I grew up in Fort William First Nation. I have a lot of family aunties that are married to um, members out there. So I had the chance of growing up in that beautiful community. So when the opportunity came to have a fight uh, where I grew up, I was like, yeah, I definitely want to do this. So I've been fighting for, I would say, uh, 18. It's almost been five years uh, competitively. And since my first fight, I, I won and I was like, oh, this is super exciting. And I just wanted to keep going and fights kept coming my way and coming my way. And then I was uh, ranked number, I see and in the story that I sent you, I was ranked second. So, um, and then I was recently ranked number one in Canada. I had an undefeated undefeated streak um, up until recently where I did lose my last fight, which it happens. It happens in the game, um, but it only, it's only made me stronger and my determination to keep going that much more. And 
is being an, a biracial woman, I'm half Indigenous I'm, and Black. So being um, in combat sports just as a woman is tough, but just being uh, a person of color is, is hard. So that definitely pushes me to fight on in like my everyday life, which is kickboxing. And then just in, you know, getting awareness out there for Indigenous rights, getting awareness out there for uh, Black people and stuff like that, especially women. I used to work with missing and murdered Indigenous youth uh, when I came out of college, like 2009, for almost, I would say, almost six years. So kind of like right in the prime of when women and young girls were going missing and we were learning about them and we were finding women being and young girls being murdered and stuff like that. So being able to, to fight on and have young girls come up that I've seen come through the sport and now that are wanting to fight and stuff like that, that have built up confidence and things like that. It is amazing. And that's probably one of the things that I love about Muay Thai and kickboxing is the confidence that it gives you. Holy shit. It's so cool. Like I'm just, I'm a huge fan of yours and I don't know if you realize (laughs) that. I don't know if it's funny to hear that. Yeah, that's incredible. I love that you're so committed to it. And you sent me a couple pages of background about you. One of the things that you shared in there was kickboxing wasn't something that you like sought out. It was just like something that happened. So how did you end up in a kickboxing gym in the first place? (laughs) Uh, Well, Trisha is also my cousin. Uh, So we are first cousins, our mothers are sisters. Um, So it's something that I've always known about something that I've always grew up watching uh, my cousin fight um, or hearing about her fight just because back then we didn't have the ability to watch like we do now. But and then her winning her titles and winning stuff like that. I And then one day I, after I had my third son, there's a few of my other cousins that were going to class and she kept bugging me. Oh, you should come. You should come. And I was like, ah, I'm so busy. I can't. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to come. And I did. And, and, I'm, and like there's like four or five of my cousins that we all did it together as girls. And them they kind of dwindled off and I, I stayed with it and after I won my first fight it's like the craziest feeling you can have of like where you want to die but you're like so happy like, <laughs> like the weirdest thing like I remember coming off of the second round and I'm like I'm so tired and she's like you got two minutes two minutes let's go you got two minutes left I'm like okay I got two minutes if I die I die like what else am I gonna do? <laughs> oh my god so but what was it like like how did you go from showing up at the gym with your cousins and then all of a sudden okay you're gonna fight like how did that Um, there's still a a lot yeah there's preparation and all that stuff that went into it definitely (laughs) there was a a male fighter who was fighting in the in the gym and my cousin's like hey do you want to come along for the trip and I was like yeah okay cool let's do this and I went and the rush, like the excitement, like I guess that feeling of being addicted to something was definitely something that was there. And I, it, that the serotonin that it released in my body, I felt the way I felt when I was there, the excitement, the rush, the fans, the everything that you would get, I guess, from being like center stage. And you're like, wow, like this is me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I I came back that night. I remember after the fight, I went to my cousin and we were sharing a room and I'm like, how do I fight? She's like, well, you got to come to fighters class. I'm like, I was in the women's only class and I'm like, okay. And the next week I, I went to fighters class and I just started going every day, every day, every day, every day. And then I started going in the morning. So it's like, well, now I got to get my weight is down. Now I got to start building up my muscles. So I was going two times a day and then it went to three times a day. And then I was like, you know what? Like, 
I want to fight. Let's do this. And then after that, it's just been like continuous. <laughs> wow. Good for you. That's just so incredible. So like what was going on in your life where you had to make time for going to the gym three times a day? Like you already <laughs> said, you're an entrepreneur, you're a wife, you're a mom. Like how did you make time for that? It's sacrifice. Fighting is a very selfish sport. It's um, you have a team, but at the end of the day, if you don't put in the work, like it's on you. So your coach, your team can tell you everything you want to hear and do as much as they want to try to get you to where you have to be to perform. But if you don't put in the work, like it's not going to work. So it was very selfish. um, And I thank my husband and my husband ended up coming on board. And there was times where we would argue and he'd be like, well, hey, like we have three kids and work and all of this. And I'd be like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm doing. And it's either this or nothing. So you decide what you want to do. And it was kind of like that mentality for a while until I kind of was like, well, you know what? I do have three kids. We do have to provide a living. We do have to do that. So I have to take a step back and be like, okay, what's important? And, and, and fighting was important to me. And my husband was like, well, you know what? I'm going to come on board and I'm going to come to the gym and I want to see what you love. And then my husband started fighting. And so it's become like a part of us and Patricia being my cousin and her kids all being involved in it. It's like a family kind of unit that we do, but it is a lot of sacrifice. Like I get up at 5 a.m. I go to the, I go run or I, go to the gym, I come home, I get my kids ready for school, you know, and then I work. Um, and that's kind of why it's thankful to be working from home. So, you know, then I, I work. And then at lunchtime, I go for my run. After lunch, I, I work again. And then my husband picks up, picks up the kids from school. And then my daughter is, there's a little age gap between my kids. So my daughter's 16. So she's really great at helping out. So she babysits in the evenings while me and my husband can train. And then there's their curricular activities that, uh, goes on. So it's a lot of hustle bustle. Um, so when I was saying to you, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm really busy. <laughs> I think I need to get an assistant sometimes. Like <laughs> I, I really think sometimes I do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Holy smokes. Yeah. That's incredible. I love that you go running on your lunch and I, I really love that you talked about how you had to be selfish. Was that easy for you right away? Or was there a lot of like mindset shit going on? Oh, a lot of mindset shit <laughs> for sure. It's definitely a mindset and it's easy to give up, right? Like it's so easy to give up. It's harder to keep going yeah. than it is to give up. But if you have a goal and aspirations and you want something, it's not hard to get it. And then once you get it, you're like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like it's that gratification that you get is amazing. And like as women, as indigenous women, like all of the obstacles that are put in our way at that you don't, sometimes you are so blind to because it's what you know, you're so used to taking a step back. And then that moment that you step forward and you say, hey, no, like this is me. This is what I'm doing. I want to do this. And if you have a problem with it, that's you, not me. So either you're going to continue with me on my journey or you're going to step aside. And I did have to let go of a lot of people. um, And a lot of people did say, hey, you know what? This is awesome. And we're with you 100%. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's amazing. I know that when I started my business, so I went from being a full-time employee to wanting to start my business. And I didn't even know what the heck my business was, but I knew I wanted it really bad. And I was a single mom raising three kids. So there was a lot of times where I felt like I was being really selfish. 
So for example, there were, you know, days or weeks or months where I wasn't making any money and I knew I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent. I knew I was going to have trouble buying food and my kids needed new shoes, right? They're constantly growing all of that stuff. But I'm so thankful that I gave myself some time to be selfish so that I could discover what it is that I wanted to do because I was miserable in my life. And, and sometimes that's the sacrifice is being selfish because if you didn't give yourself that time to really train, like you can't really safely step into the ring. Absolutely. Wow. So good for you. What were some of the um, emotional things that you had to overcome when it came to that selfishness and then like creating that bridge to having your family on board? What were some of the things that almost made you quit? (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. Like I, I always find quitting is easier than continuing with something. And I, my, my father was like very militant, like military style growing up. And he always would say to us, like, no one's going to do anything for you. So like, you have to do it yourself. And if you can get the help along the way, that's great, but there's no guarantee that you are. So if you're going to do something, do it and put your 100% into it. So it's kind of something that's like stuck with me. And it was a lot, like lots of things made me want to quit. Like me and my husband, like lots of things happened, like separation talks were in there. And it was just kind of like, you know, like you, you get through what you get through. Like, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of like, yeah, there was a lot, a few years where it was very, very rocky of, with stuff and personally family friends. So it it definitely takes a toll on you after a while, but I thought of my health. I thought of my mental health. I suffered with um, depression growing up, um, growing up with addictions, growing up inner city and poverty, things like that. There's all of those things that, that come along with it. So being able to train and do Muay Thai was something that meant just not physically, it was mentally better for me. And that was something that my husband recognized. And I said, well, either I can continue going to Muay Thai or I go back to therapy like I was before. And we have those continue ups and downs of life. And it was like, okay, well, this is going good. You haven't had a relapse. You haven't done this. You haven't done that. So we'll make it work and it'll work out. (laughs) And so far it's going good. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you think it was boxing where you found your alignment? Um, I was always super angry. Like, and I never really had a reason why I was angry, like always angry, like all the time. And I was able to like find an outlet, an outlet of that was healthy. That was got me in the best shape of my life that I've ever been, not just physically, mentally in martial arts. There's like, I don't even know how to describe it, but there's like a code, there's an ethics, there's a respect, there's that everybody just after you've been in the sport and you kind of learn it that you have, and you learn to incorporate that in your everyday life with everything that you do, the respect you have for people, the respect you have just for everything. And it kind of falls in line with a lot of the, of our indigenous teachings when it comes to like respecting the land, respecting people, respecting animals. Like it's definitely kind of ties in together. So it that's why I chose martial arts was because of those, the ethics and the core that's behind it. Nice. Yeah. That's so cool. So showing up in the gym, just kind of working out, feeling good, feeling exhausted, but also rejuvenated (laughs) and a little bit of look what I just did. 
right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it'd be like some days where I'd go and I get my ass kicked, like my ass whooped and I'd go home and I'd be so defeated. Like, or I sit in my car and cry sometimes. Like there was this one time I called my coach because I just had like a really, really upset sparring session. And I was so upset and I was crying and I was preparing for a fight. And I was probably like malnourished because I was like weight cutting and all that stuff. So there's probably lots of other things that went into it. But that, yeah, then like the next time going back and like defending yourself and coming out feeling like yeah okay like I didn't lose today I I did what I had to do I didn't come out with a mark like one thing that is my thing I like I call myself Miss Prissy was a name that my grandma gave me growing up as a kid because I'd always be dressed up in pearls and heels and stuff so I always say to my husband, well, see how much of my eyelashes are on when I leave kickboxing or when I leave sparring. And I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, oh, all my eyelashes are there. It was a good day. (laughs) Do you get extensions or are we talking about your real eyelashes? Like, no, yeah, like my fake ones. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. Okay, wait, there's something that you just said. I didn't lose today. Is that what you said? Yeah, I didn't lose today. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit. Like, I'm just thinking about like the self-talk that must go on in your head because you you know what? There's so many days, like as an entrepreneur, as a fighter, as a woman, as someone who's just like showing up, taking care of their family, doing all this shit. And sometimes you just got to tell yourself, like, I didn't lose today. Like, yeah, that was actually really powerful. (laughs) Really, really good. As a, as a speaker, like I'm often called in to do keynotes to large groups of women. And my favorite, of course, because I know this is where I can relate the most is to Indigenous women. One of the things that I like to remind Indigenous women in particular is that we're so much stronger than we think. Like there's, yes. there's so many times where we feel like we're not enough and we failed and we're far behind and, you know, we're just, we're not cutting it. But when you look at the history of Indigenous people and and how much we have accomplished as individuals and as women and as moms, as leaders and, you know, everything that we do out in the community, you have to stop and look and, and remind yourself that we have overcome so much and we can continue Absolutely. Because of that. And that one of those things is I call leverage, like looking at what have you accomplished before and, and using that as leverage to go forward. And in the the couple of pages that you sent me about your experiences, there was a lot of times where you talked about how this changed your life and this changed your life and this changed your life. And when I think about you in the ring, because this is why I'm a fan of yours, (laughs) it's because you're a survivor. You're just a survivor. There's no holding you back. How do you feel when I say that to you? (laughs) I feel like, I don't know. Like I, I'm, I take it and I'm like, thank you. Thank you so much. But I feel like just as an indigenous person, as a black person, that's all we've been doing for the last few hundreds of years is surviving. And sometimes I'm like, I'm done with surviving. I just, I just want to exist and not have to survive anymore. But that's what we've come from. That's who we are. And we're warriors and we're survivors and we're going to keep on surviving. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what are some of your next like goals or plans in fighting? 
I have a lot of goals and plans in fighting just because I started a little later on in life. So I feel like my goals, sometimes people are like, whoa, Ashley, those are like really big aspirations, but it's like go big or go home. Um, <laughs> so I'm fighting in June for like the largest North American tournament. So there's six girls in my bracket. So we fight till we lose. So it's kind of like a Mortal Kombat style type oh, fight. Sure. I've gone before. <laughs> so that's what one of those belts are from up there. So I'm, I'm in a different weight bracket this time and a higher class. So looking forward to bringing that home and then defending my Muay Thai national title. And then I would like my rematch uh, with the girl that I just lost to because I didn't know her fight record. And I literally was like thrown in the ring with her and was told that day. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. I'm here. This is what's happening. Um, so that's what my goals are in like the immediate future. My long-term goal is to make it to worlds. Uh, Muay Thai is now in the uh, is official Olympic sport. So I would like to make it there before I get too old. <laughs> so I got like five more years to make that happen. <laughs> wow. Holy smokes. That's so exciting. Yeah. And how can people support you? Liking, sharing, you know, checking out our stuff. Uh, I do a lot of fundraising because I like fights are covered um, under the fight things that we fight under, but tournaments are not. So like the tournament that I'm fighting in, in June, nationals, world, stuff like that, we have to pay our whole way there. So I do a lot of fundraisers. I look for support in the community. So if anyone does want to support me, I'm actively looking for fun first uh, sponsors. And I do have a lot of fundraising campaigns that we do have going on right now. Excellent. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. Where can people follow you? Like what's the best place to follow you on? Um, I do have Facebook, but mostly Instagram. Uh, so Miss Chrissy underscore Redbones, you can find me there. And then I'm on Facebook as Ashley Marie Finley. Amazing. Again, thank you so much for <laughs> sharing. So much. Anything else that you want to add? Um, I thought this was really, really great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I look forward to checking out your other podcasts. Hey, thanks so much. Thanks, Jessica. Have a good day. You too. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egose, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01 because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.